Hello, my name is Naranjan, the host of Master of Your Crafts podcast. Learning from leaders who are continuously inspired, passionate, and driven to align with their soul purpose, sharing their gifts to bring healing to others. The music is composed by Rebecca Everett. episode number 27 where we'll talk to Lance Shuttler, a graduate from the University of Iowa with a bachelor's degree in health science. Lance is also the CEO and owner of EMF Harmonized, an electromagnetic field EMF protection technology company that is dedicated to helping improve people's lives. He is also the co-founder of Accent Nutrition, a unique holistic nutritional company. He is a facilitator and a collaborator of big ideas, visions, and projects that spark creative and healing solutions to complex challenges in our world. Hello and welcome to Lance. How are you? Good. How about you, Naranjan? I'm doing well. I'm doing well. Thank you. Good. I am excited to have you on the call because I'm curious of how you got into this space you're in right now in terms of health sciences and dealing and supporting individuals with their own health on many different levels, right? Would right. you like to share a little bit more about what got you into that space? Yeah, so when I was younger, I played a lot of sports in high school and I was very active. So I've always been very, you know, relatively physically fit and active and you know I've had very good health I've been very blessed with that and when I got to college I didn't really know what I wanted to do in terms of schooling and life like what was the next step for me you know because my whole life was really just sports and being with friends and being very active um, and I had a roommate who was very into nutrition, wellness, lifestyle, very much into the lifestyle aspect. And he was also um, into bodybuilding as well. Um, so he understood physical training, nutrition, and lifestyle just in general. Um, and he really led me down a lot of wonderful paths. I, I learned a lot from him. He really pushed me in ways, but never in any, uh, you know, forceful ways, but just he was always, you know, there pushing me on and encouraging me to continue looking and searching and growing and learning. Um, and that really opened my mind up to a lot. That was um, now 12 years ago. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, from there, I really just took it upon myself to try to answer the questions, why? why do things work the way they work? And this is, you know, a very small scale question, but also a large question in general of life and the meaning of life and the cosmos and all of this, what's, what's beyond this planet, what's beyond this dimension, what's beyond this world. And it just led me into a lot of different realms of spirituality and varying levels of health and wellness and, and what it means. Um, 
I think a big focus for me right now is um, learning about and implementing into my life and also helping others with emotional health. Um, and some of the things that I'm doing kind of ties into that as well. That's a big, broad range of things that you've been able to learn and develop and really dip your toe into, so to speak. What did it feel like for you to go through that process of getting maybe a second wave of an education while you're in school um, through friends, colleagues, and I guess mentors? I guess he ultimately kind of became your mentor. What What was that like in terms of that transition or or even, should I say, coming to the aha that we are more than just this physical body. Yeah. So I think everyone has and is living the, what we call the, the hero's journey. Everyone is the own hero, their own hero in their own life. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I think that's obviously been happening for me in my life in terms of what my unique path has been. As you know, no one's path is the same. Everyone is, we're all going back to the same place, right. just a matter of how and when. Yeah. And um, it's been very interesting. Um, I was not expecting this kind of transformation to happen within myself. Um, it kind of came upon me in ways that were not expected. Um, and very rapidly, but mm-hmm. also I, I knew I was ready for it because I was searching. I was looking for deeper meaning of what really is life about and what is health and wellness about? Mm-hmm. Uh, what is our bigger purpose? What is my purpose? Um, you know, to say that it's all just been wonderful and great uh, would, would not be true. Um, and in some respects, that's absolutely true. But it was also, you know, when you're when you're finding your purpose and your mission and your true self, when you're on that path, it's very difficult at times. And, you know, I've certainly had my difficulties and um, working through those things. But what I've been learning is that it really doesn't matter what what any outside perspective perspective may be it really just matters what's going on with you and how you feel about yourself and Mm -hmm. what you know to be true for you. Something Mm -hmm. may look like uh, this is different or a person may not understand a certain path, but if you know you're on the right path, then, then you're on the right path. And that's what it's been like for me is um, navigating that and working through the challenges and then also enjoying, uh, the good times that come with it. And really, I think ultimately just goes back to learning about oneself and really trying to be happy in one's own skin. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's a journey and a half. It's more than a hero's journey, but it's, <laughs> it's quite a journey. Yes. What was the one pivotal moment or experience that you felt when it truly brought the message home for you that there is more and this is now what you believe to be true for you? It's a a really deep and wonderful question. So 
back in 2011, in September specifically, um, I was in my senior year of college. And, you know, I didn't, again, like, even though I was studying health science and I was learning a lot and I developed a lot over the previous four years, I still didn't really know what I wanted to do after school. Um, but that senior semester, I really started changing a lot in more truthful ways to myself. And I got to the point to where I could see through a lot of the illusions and a lot of the falsehoods that the universities and schooling system in general teaches. Not that, you know, they're not bad people. Uh, you know, we're all, we're all just doing our best. And it just got to the point to where it no longer made sense for me to continue going to school. And so I literally just stopped going to classes and no one around me understood it. And I knew no one would because I couldn't explain to people the levels of, uh, I guess, deception and shortcomings that are within the system in general. Um, no one really around me understood that other than my brother, my brother understood it. And he understood what I was doing. Um, so a lot of things started changing for me then. Um, my whole social circle started changing. And that really was uh, the most trying time in my life for sure. Um, so back in September of 2011, and it wasn't really any particular event, but it was just things had reached a culmination point in my mind of okay, I know that this is no longer right for me to continue going to school to support this kind of system that really isn't supporting me at this time. Mm -hmm. um, a few years later, I ended up going back and finishing because it became beneficial for my life to actually finish. Um, I was able to actually take some classes that were gonna add value to my life and not just be filler you know, to get a piece of paper called a degree. Mm -hmm. Yeah. yeah, which is one a lot of people strive for, right? Thinking right. there's going to be a, a big pot of gold at the end of it, right? <laughs> right, right. Yeah, I find it interesting how there are those situations, circumstances, experience that will just layer upon each other, and once those layers add up, you get to a pivotal point. You get to that tipping point, if you will, of what's next. There is more, there is something underneath all of this. There's something else that's carrying this. And for you, lucky for you, I wanna say that you had the support of your brother through this. What was it like knowing that you have his support or maybe earlier on as you was going through that evolution, not having the support and the buy-in maybe from other close friends, some of your peers in college, what was that like individually just for you as an experience of something else is different? Yeah, um, it was certainly the most difficult time in my life because I knew what I was doing was right and true for me. And 
I was actually, in my view, taking a stand for not only myself, but for others around me and mm -hmm. trying to uh, not correct injustices, but um, set an example for um, spreading truth and what, what I perceive as truth. And it was definitely the most difficult time in my life. I mean, hands down for mm -hmm. sure. Um, but I, I knew, yes, that my brother understood. He and I talked about it a lot. He knew, um, but the, the, really the only words that I can use to describe it is the most difficult time in my life because it was literally the dark night of the soul for me during that time mm -hmm. for a good couple of years. Um, but, you know, I learned that it's all okay because I don't need to change anyone's mind. Everyone is on their own journey and they are coming to their own truths themselves. And in time, they'll see what they're meant to see and what they're meant to believe and, and feel as true. Absolutely. Yeah. Everybody has their own path. Everything happens in divine time for each individual, right? Right. But I'm always curious what tips somebody over to the other side. To the side that speaks to them louder and you don't even really know where that voice is coming from. That's always been a curious element of how others have got on their path and on that journey and all the clues and the little nuggets of wisdom, synchronicities that all show up for that pivotal moment of, hold on a second. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, I used to, and, and can still continue to, but especially during that time, I would look up at the stars often and know that there's something way more and it would bring comfort to me, especially during those times of uh, darkness and, and sadness mm -hmm. and grief and transformation because I was, I had grown up a completely different person and this was a whole new life for me. And, you know, stepping into my true self instead of the um, much more of the, person who's focused on the ego self was, you know, very difficult. Um, but looking up at the stars was one thing that would always comfort me and still does comfort me because I know that there's something more, way more. It's, it's funny how, it's not funny actually. It's interesting how we get to that space of just by looking at the stars, the clouds or, elements of nature how much comfort that can actually create and instill in us even though we can't put words to it we can actually voice it in a clear concise articulate way it's just a feeling so powerful absolutely um there's this phenomenon you, you might know about it I mean, for, for sure, you'll know about it. Um, 
but maybe, 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 or maybe not the name of it. It's called uh, the biological phenomenon of, of being awestruck, being struck by the state of awe. And, you know, there's several scientific studies on it showing that when we get into these states of awe and rapture, that first our brain undergoes neurogenesis on a physical level, but also for sure on deeper spiritual levels that we can't even measure with today's, you know, scientific um, instruments. Yes. And that, that process of doing that, I think is really beneficial to people. And it's something that I am really longing to do more. You know, I live in a city, city right now, but I would love to be living in a place where I can look up at the stars at night, clear, clear, clear nights every night and just take in that beauty because that is, you know, it's just a reflection of who we are. Absolutely. The magic of the stars is truly, is a phenomenal place actually to, to look and to revel into and wonder and really delve into that place of curiosity. As you have through your evolution and through your growth and your awareness and awakenings, what do you feel now is your calling? But why are you here? To connect information, to connect people and ideas, and to help implement very, very large scale ideas. Um, namely, beginning with feeding, clothing, and housing everyone on this planet, because we already have the technology to do it. It's, and it's not even a hard process with what we already have. It's just a matter of allocating the resources intelligently and um, rethinking things in terms of our structures of society. We have enough food. We already grow enough food to feed the world 10 times over. Yeah. It's just a matter of allocating it and setting up systems where that food can actually get into those people's hands. And same thing with you know clothing, housing everyone, we can do all of that. And I believe that I'm meant to be here to help make that happen and to uh, help awaken my mind even more to begin with, but also help, help others to open their minds more as well, because we've been so conditioned to just think that this is the way that life is you know, the white, white house, picket, picket, white fence, so forth. Yeah. So much more. So much more available. And yeah. that's quite a feat, quite a, a why that you have. Yeah. There's, there's some information that I've really been drawn to over the years. You, you might know about it. It's called the Venus Project. Mm -hmm. Have you heard of it? I have not, no. Okay. Um, it is a concept to redesign society in a way that's based on harmony with nature, but also at the same time, maximizing current existing technologies in a way where everything is truly sustainable and where everyone can live at a very high quality of life. Very, mm -hmm. very high quality. 
quality. Everyone, everyone's basic needs are taken care of. Is and you know, for people listening, I encourage you to not think about this in any structures that we have today because it's not political, it's not financial, it's beyond all of that. It's not socialism, it's not communism. It is way beyond those way outdated structures, even beyond capitalism. All of that is is way outdated with what we can implement right now. Yes, it would take time and it will, Mm -hmm. Um, but we already have the technologies to do all that. Yeah. Yeah, the Venus Project, it was started by this this man named Jacques Fresco. He lived to be over, I think it was 102 when he passed over. And I mean, just listening to that guy and seeing his work and seeing the designs that he made and understanding listening to him and, and conceptualizing what he was talking about, it just, to me, made, makes complete sense. And, you know, the movement has, I think, maybe uh, slowed down a little bit since he passed over, but his partner has continued the work as well. And I feel like he's someone, he, he is a true visionary. And, I mean, he was doing this back in the 70s even. And we... I think in time over these coming decades, his visions are going to manifest also even more than what he had envisioned. And it's, we're literally going to be living in a, a wonderful world where everyone's basic needs are met and beyond. Mm-hmm. Which is a beautiful opportunity for people to really tap into their own why. Because then the focus then redirects to why am I here? Not I need to work to live. Right. The premise of living and being birthed on this beautiful planet has a whole new meaning. It has a whole new definition. And why are we here? Yes. But I love the, I do love the sound of this project. I will definitely be looking that up for sure. Yeah. Yeah, it's an interesting one. What do you feel are some of the attributes that you have garnered through your evolution? And even while working on this project and as we evolve as conscious beings, what are some of the key attributes or key elements of Lance that connect you to your purpose? Um, compassion and understanding because, you know, it wasn't that long ago where I was very ignorant of a lot of things. And, you know, I mean, I definitely still have a long ways to go in my soul's journey. Um, but there's definitely some things that I have learned and overcome. And just the big thing that keeps coming up for me is compassion. And it's something that I have to continue to work on. I'm not, I've never really been mean to people per se, but just really understanding what we as humans have been through on this planet and how deep the programming and conditioning has been through various means and methods. And just understanding that everyone's doing their best where they're at um, while also 
holding people accountable in respectful ways to, you know, always continue to try to strive more to always become better and, 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 and do better, but also encouraging even the slightest movement of growth, because there's this quote, and I can't remember who said it, but basically, um, if you discourage someone at even the smallest amount of growth, it just, it's essentially a great sin in, in that you're, you're just, you're taken away from someone's improvement, even mm -hmm. if it was the slightest little tick of uh, improvement itself. Yeah. 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 The magnitude of how we grow and what shows up varies, right? So right. like you said, that small five, six percent of opportunity to really step out of that comfort zone for an individual is monumental for one person, but not so for the other. But either way, it's whether we want to look at it as encouraging words or restricting words. Right. Right. Yeah. But the compassion piece and the understanding I don't think we ever, we ever get to the final edge of that. I think that's just an evolution, a constant thing that we, that we learn when we grow, when we un unveil and reveal in so many different ways. Absolutely. We're definitely presented with lots of opportunities for it, that's for sure. Yeah, yeah, definitely, every day. Every single day, lots of, <laughs> lots of compassion. How does those attributes work for yourself? I'm understanding that those two attributes are more around you looking outwards, for others, in one, wanting to be the change and wanting to install and be the facilitator and mentor of change. How does that look like when it comes internally? in your own cosmic world, what does that look like? Also not being hard on myself and having compassion for myself and understanding that uh, there's a lot that I don't know and understanding that I know that I don't know while also continuing to just do my best and do what I feel is best in that moment and that's best for myself as well as for those around. Yeah, which leads me on to the intention. Other than creating a space for individuals so their basic needs can be met and so they can be nurtured and truly experience what it is to be a spirit in physical form rather than, a, rather than something else, robotic structure, controlled being, whatever you want to call it. What are the other intentions that you have maybe are on the cusp of, ready to lean into, that may enhance your why with your craft, with the background knowledge that you have in the health sciences and the greater understanding when you look at the stars that there's something else beyond that? What else is the intention behind that? So... One thing that I feel really drawn towards and that I'm actually working on right now is bringing more awareness to 
flower essence therapy, as well as essential oil therapy or aromatherapy. The combination of those two, and, and they are different. Um, yeah. Yeah. The, the, the flower essences and the essential oils combining those two therapies, specifically dealing with uh, trauma for anyone on any sort of level. Uh, one thing that I'm really wanting to help with is people who've been trafficked or sexually abused or raped, things like that, uh, using those therapies, bringing that awareness out there more and more to people so that people can utilize those if they want for soul healing, because mm -hmm. those things I believe are nutrients for the soul. They're things that no definitely no pharmaceutical can touch and are also, um, you know, herbs, herbs and nutrients and food definitely has a, uh, emotional healing component to it. But I feel like the essential oils and the flower essences are the quintessential aspect of the plants for healing and specifically for emotional healing and soul healing. Yeah. That's powerful that you've been able to recognize that these tools of what nature has given us already can be used to support what man has destructed in us. Yes, yes. So it almost feels like a full circle situation. We're on the planet. We're trying to heal the planet, but yet she's given us the tools to be able to heal. Right. Such a beautiful circle of completion. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. Um, something else as well is, uh, have you heard of uh, Dr. Kesh? He's from Iran. No. He... He has been working on various, what we might call free energy technologies and uh, technologies that have been suppressed in certain ways, mm -hmm. technologies that can liberate us from the need of coal, oil, gas, and way beyond solar and, and wind as well. Um, he is still living and he is actively working on these things and he has made uh, discoveries and inventions that deal with a wide range of things. So agriculture, uh, transforming the land, uh, medicine, and ha helping people heal with this advanced technology, completely outside of synthetic means. And I really feel a calling to help with that kind of stuff as well. Bring out the free energy technologies that have been suppressed and help to birth this planet into a golden age and beyond. Mm -hmm. Yep. That's pretty interesting. That's really interesting that it's happening and it's available and it's somewhat already ready. Yeah. Yeah. To have, yeah, to step into fruition and accessibility. Absolutely. So I guess in an essence, you are managing the health or guiding others in their health on all spectrums from a physiological 
level, but also metaphysical level when you look out at the stars. And it's bringing it all together and looking at the health of the planet, how it's been nurtured, how it's been healed, and then truly the integration of all those pieces that come together of what it is that one soul needs to be able to feel whole and feel complete. Yes, that's that's the way I see it exactly, that I feel it's part of my mission and purpose to help connect these dots that you know we're not separate from each other and we're not separate from nature or this planet or other planets and you know for us to be healthy as physical humans but also also spiritual souls there needs to be this symbiotic relationship to nature to the land to our environment around us to others mm -hmm. around us and so forth mm -hmm. So one big synergetic energy, I guess, that we all come together with. Such a beautiful why, a such a beautiful mission and why and purpose to be able to do that. Yeah. What does that look like for you? So you're helping others in their process. What does that look like for your evolution of who you are in your soul journey? Um, in terms of, of what exactly? Can you ask the question again? Let me ask it again. Okay. Um, so the intentions that you have with your greater why of why you're here on this planet of Offering, offering needs, let me hold on a second. So we talked earlier about the intentions of who you are um, and your why with the intentions of creating and offering basic needs and expanding how individuals can experience their life on the planet with the nutrition, the food, the environment, and all these alternative ways of looking at the way systems are created now in an alternative way. So that's all externally for others. What's the intention and what's your inner why of your soul's journey while here? Um. That's a very large and deep question. And <laughs> I, I believe that ultimately it comes down to showing myself that uh, we're only limited by the mind and we can use our mind to do anything that we want. And now it's, I believe, just a process for me to, to do that and to implement that. And just return to uh, who and what my soul really is, which is, you know, God or the universe, call it whatever you want. Merging back with that, that God consciousness, the, the source consciousness, I think just going back to that. Yeah. What a beautiful way to look at life moving forward. 
knowing that you're edging your way forward to a space of greatness, not only from a physical standpoint, what you deliver and what you can create for others, but for your own evolution of your soul, to reconnect with God consciousness, a greater consciousness that's going to give you more love, compassion, and understanding of who you are. I love that. Thank you. Thank you. I love that. Lance, this has been really interesting conversation. I feel like I could be here and ask you a whole bunch of other questions, probably way much deeper and much, much larger. Um, but I value your time and I value you taking the time out to spend with me and answering these questions and sharing so vulnerably some of the challenges that you've had on your journey. So thank you so much, Lance. Thank you, Naranjan. I appreciate it. This was really wonderful. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you again. Thanks. Thank you. I'm Naranjan, and you've been listening to Master of Your Crafts podcast. Please subscribe, rate, and review, and join me next week for another episode. Thank you for listening.